I love my place. I'm sorry. This is so unprofessional. And I can't just pop you on mute like I could if I was at work. This is my job now as well. I don't know if I told listeners. I mean, I assume that you're putting people on hold, not just on mute. Oh yeah, mute, mute. Because <laughs> if me. you just put them on mute, then they could still hear you going, oh, don't know where I am. They just couldn't talk to you. <laughs> 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 Which would, if anything, be more unprofessional. <laughs> what I'm getting at is I've basically just started a job where I talk to somebody on a headset and use a computer to type things, which is what this is. and Aloud, arguably one of the best Australian Bojack Horseman podcasts. I'm Jem DeSalis. And I'm Paige Winkle. My sister sent me a text last night saying that she, she came home and could hear from another room me laughing and her boyfriend giggling. <laughs> and I was like, it sounds so much like you're accusing me of seducing your boyfriend. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> Today we watched the finale of season two. That yeah. means we've done two seasons of BoJack, almost. Yeah. Uh, we've done half as many as BoJack itself has. Yeah, we have. We're like halfway through. We release quicker than they do. It's going to be really awkward when we outstrip them and we start covering episodes of BoJack that haven't even been written. <laughs> Before we start talking about the episode, I wanted to remind everyone that next week we're going to be covering the comic Grandville, or Grandville, Volume 1, by whoever wrote it. Brian. Ryan Talbot. So, oh, have you watched the new season yet? No, I haven't. Parks and Rec just came out on Stan. I just feel like the longer you wait, the more it undermines your credibility as a Bojack Horseman scholar, but live uh, your truth. Okay. I decided to take a look at the wiki again. Mm-hmm. So it's like, maybe I was a bit harsh. Maybe I, um, maybe I just didn't look at enough single episode pages, but it seems like I was basically correct. Like it just gives a very brief synopsis and like sometimes a list of people, but there was at least one episode. I think it was for the one we did last week where mm-hmm. the wiki page noted intro changes. Apparently Wanda was removed from the intro sequence when they broke up. Oh, wow. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Now I'm wondering if maybe we should have been, like, paying really close attention to the intro sequence this whole time. Yeah. Oh, well. (laughs) I don't know if I want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But also, the Bojack Horseman wiki does have a discussion place. Like, you can start forum threads on it. And when I looked at the one the last episode someone and i'm not making fun of this person because mm-hmm. maybe they listen but mm-hmm. i do think that they have it's really interesting that their mind went to this place because they basically posted a question for the question and answers board saying will bojack get revenge on charlotte moore what and Okay, I've been having dark thoughts about what happened between Bojack and Charlotte. Ever since he started to feel in love with her daughter Penny, she became horribly upset and threatens to kill Bojack if she catches him trying to contact her. And I'm thinking that he might have developed an anger and hatred for Charlotte and he could start plotting revenge on her by killing her or her family to make her suffer. I know... (laughs) I know it would be too far and horrifying, but what if it's true? What would you say? No, don't do that show. And then a lot of people, like someone basically just replying saying, what the heck? 
And then the user replied saying, I'm sorry, man, I'm just having concerns if Bojack would snap and seek vengeance on her and her family. You're having concerns. What? And then someone said, so this was, um, this was in January 2016. Someone in March commented, still March of 2016, commented saying, I know this is old, but Bojack would not kill Charlotte or her family. He's at the point now where he's seeing the more important things and is starting to become a better person. (laughs) And then the original poster, like, quoted that and said, I guess you do have a good point. If Penny doesn't take the blame for that other night, Charlotte would regret threatening to kill Bojack if he tried to call her or her family, and they could be friends again. But if she found out that Bojack offered Penny's friends some booze and stuff, she would sue him for everything he's got, and Bojack would not only be bankrupted, he would end up in jail for another 20 years. But I've been thinking, if Bojack was a Soviet spy, she would have saw some Soviet flags or some posters of Lenin and stuff, she would still threaten to kill him, or she could have exposed him as a true communist he is. I know it's crazy, but if he was a Soviet spy, he would try to bring the Soviet Union back. Is that all? Is that it? Yep. What? Who is this person? What are they? Uh, user Jesse220. I like the the bit about like ooh maybe Bojack's gonna snap and become a murderer and murder Charlotte or Penny or whatever like that's like I I don't think that they think that's actually gonna happen on the show I yeah. think this is just like a dark intrusive thought and they were like hey imagine this so like you know fine weird but fine but then like where did what, the communist did, stuff in the couple of months between posting this and having someone else reply to it they've just started thinking about like an AU where I guess instead of nearly having sex with Charlotte's daughter, she walks in on him being a Soviet spy. And I want to know more about that. (laughs) I just really wish this person had given more backstory on that comment. Should we reach out? (laughs) In related threads, I can see a link that says my anger and hatred for Charlotte dot dot dot. Should we? Oh, from one day ago. Ooh. Wow. Okay. What's happening? Wow. I don't even know if I want it. Okay. Okay. The plot has thickened. This person, it's the same user. This is still Jesse220. Yeah. Everyone brace yourselves. Title. My anger and hatred for Charlotte Moore. Okay. I have a deep, strong anger and hatred for Charlotte because I feel like she betrayed Bojack 20 years ago, and later, after she caught her daughter Penny and Bojack making out, it was the final straw, and she warned Bojack that she would murder him if he tries to contact her and her family. I'm hoping that Bojack will kill Charlotte in future seasons because she is a soulless pig that deserves to die, not Bojack. I really want her dead, and I hope Bojack will shoot that pig in the head. I really hate Charlotte so much. Okay. What the hell? This one is like, okay, maybe I, maybe he hates women? Yeah. I don't know. I know that's not always the case, but... I, I'm now, like, much more alarmed by this person. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, wow. Okay. I guess they were just kind of reaching for, like, oh, maybe Bojack will decide to murder Charlotte, and now this, this thought has crystallized into what I think it probably was all along, which is, like, I just really want to see Charlotte die. And Bojack murder her. Can I just say... I think that, like, using an animal (laughs) as a slur, like... (laughs) Yeah. And specifically a pig, like, she is a deer. Mm -hmm. Okay, another user has replied, So all those threads a year ago about what if Bojack killed Charlotte out of revenge, those were just you hiding your own projected angry feelings behind a smokescreen of what if? Oh my god. Why were you hiding those feelings? How did she betray Bojack? I don't remember her particularly betraying him. And why do you think Charlotte was the one in the wrong with the Bojack Penny situation? Jesse220 has replied saying, (laughs) Well, I think Charlotte should not have ever existed in the first place. She and her species 
dear, in brackets, are all the same. I don't think she deserves to live. She must perish. Bojack must slaughter her or hire a dangerous gang to do his job. If Charlotte plans to kill Bojack even for not trying to contact her or her folks, she would become a monster. And that is why she must die. I hope Bojack will get his revenge on her soon. Okay, maybe he's just taking the piss? Maybe. Wow. The same person that they're talking to was basically like, I don't, you didn't answer any of my questions. (laughs) And then Jesse220 has come back to it saying, well, I seemed to have demons in my mind telling me that Charlotte and her family has to die and Bojack might one day snap and start his attack on her and her family. I'm sorry. I'm so confused right now. I don't deserve to be on this wiki. He said that. Yep. Okay. Next day, posts again saying, you know what? Exclamation mark, question mark. I hope Bojack will kill that pig, Charlotte. I really hate her. Wow. There's so much to unpack. (laughs) Someone replied saying, wow, Jesse, stop being such a Zoe. (laughs) Guys, this is very interesting to watch it unfold. I don't want anyone to interact with this thread in a way that suggests that they're being talked about on a podcast. That's just bullying and we don't encourage bullying. Yeah, it's bullying and also it will probably change the way that they talk about things, which would make it less interesting. Yeah, think of us. (laughs) I don't even know what to... So Jesse220 posting was between August 3rd and September 8th and then it's just been other people being like, whoa, this is so edgy. It's entirely possible that this thread is no longer actually active, but very interesting. Okay, Jesse220 has another thread called Bojack, Charlotte, Penny, and more. Oh, no, okay. It's <laughs> it's them replying to someone else. So it's basically just someone wondering, like, I wonder what will happen in season three with all of them. And then Jesse220 has replied saying, if Charlotte and her family does return... Okay, they've misspelled, they've misspelled does, D-O-E apostrophe S, mm-hmm. which I think is just a coincidence because they have a lot of misspellings in their posts, but that would actually be, like, an incredibly amusing pun because, like, Charlotte and Penny are both does. Yes. If Charlotte and her family does return to season three, she would sue Bojack for every penny he has and not only shut him down for good, but also have him in prison for life without parole. Or Bojack would get revenge on her by killing Charlotte's family to make her suffer. And if he does that, he probably would lose everything and could be sent to exile in China and nobody would ever hear from him again. Exile in China. That's so specific. The twisted mind of Jesse220. 13 edits since joining this wiki. Things are heating up in the Bojack fandom. They are. We shouldn't have talked shit about the Wikipedia last week. It's actually got some interesting information. Just Yeah, it turns out it's even worse than I thought. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's full of horrifying discourse. Yes. This means at least one person is watching Bojack Horseman thinking that Bojack is in the right. Oh my god, yeah. He watches this show and he doesn't think that Bojack makes really horrible decisions and is a shit human. I think Charlotte should never have existed in the first place. She and her species, parenthesis, dear, are all the same. I don't think she deserves to live. She must perish and Bojack must slaughter her or hire a dangerous gang to do his job. See, that's what makes me think he's trolling. I think I am actually coming more down on the side of he's trolling. You only have two examples of deer people. Like, that's not enough of a- Maybe they just really hate deer in real life. Well, maybe they're like a hunter. Like, they hunt deer? That's a thing that Americans do. For sport, I enjoy murdering a deer's entire family.
family sit at its office. <laughs> Especially if they look human. <laughs> Maybe this person is just a really enthusiastic sport hunter, and now, like, their greatest fear is that one day, like, deer will just become people <laughs> and get rights. And so, so they watch Bojack Horseman as, like, a horrifying dystopia. Yeah. Where, like, deer walk on two legs and have houses and they won't let you fuck their daughters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... That was a very interesting thing to have unfold as we recorded. Wow. Yeah. Again, no one interact with this person because either they are genuinely troubled or a huge troll, and either way, you probably shouldn't encourage them to talk about this more in a public forum. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I've closed... Man, I thought it was just going to be about the Soviet thing. Oh, yeah, the Soviet thing. I forgot about that. That was the thing I thought was the interesting thing about Jesse220, a person of depths. Wait, like, so in that situation, if Bojack is a Soviet, he still sides with Bojack. Yeah, addendum to the don't interact with Jesse220 prerogative. Directive? Definitely do interact with them if you think you can bait them into talking more about the AU where Bojack is a Soviet spy, because I'm still just (laughs) earnestly interested in the backstory of that. Okay. That was super interesting, but should we move on? Yeah, we really should. We've been <laughs> recording for 25 minutes and we've basically only talked about Jesse 220, although no. I'm sure I can I can edit it down a bit. Yeah, wow. Okay. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about is I started thinking about, like, do you reckon Bojack's car was meant to be a metaphor? <laughs> For his life, because it kept on, like, getting more and more fucked up by his irresponsible behaviour, but he refused to fix anything about it until it eventually just, like, got destroyed. Then in New Mexico, that was when he finally gave up on it, because he was starting his new life. And then he gets the boat, which is in perfect working order, but it's also stranded somewhere where it isn't meant to be, just like him. And then in the end, that shiny new life is something that he takes back to LA and then, like, immediately, like, splinters through his deck with. (laughs) Yes, I think it's a metaphor. (laughs) You made a very good case. It may also just be indicative of the fact that he doesn't really have his shit together because, like, he just break like a lot of things about his life just kind of break and he doesn't fix them like his house is kind of constantly fucked until someone makes him fix things about it also the escape from la is a movie oh okay escape from la is a movie it seems like it's some kind of weird cyberpunk dystopia thing don't know if it was meant to be any deeper a reference to that than the fact that it's the same words yeah it's like a riverdale it names its episodes after movies and the movies have nothing to do with anything that happens in the episode of the tv show it's very annoying (laughs) yeah that's not a good way to name things but speaking of what episodes are named yes let's play a game of what's this episode called yay (laughs) what do you think it's called um i don't know (laughs) Um, is it a good one is it a, a hint worthy one yeah it's something bojack does oh it's also interesting Secretariat. (laughs) (laughs) Project does do Secretariat. Is it, um... It's kind of the turning point. Sailing in a boat. You're very close. Oh, I know a fun thing I could do. I could read you the summary line of the movie that it's, I guess it's referencing. (laughs) Okay. A failed gambler, intent on meeting a rich widow, tricks his widowed brother-in-law into boarding a cruise ship as a dance host. What would you name that movie? (laughs) Versions 11. (laughs) Just tell me what it's called. We spent too much time talking about that one person on the wiki. (laughs) 
it's called Out to Sea. Ah, okay. Nice. Yeah. I was close. I'm counting out as a win. Adding it to the leaderboard. Yeah. Don't actually have one of those. You should. Did I? No. <laughs> I was trying to yes and you. If I didn't, I just yesed you. <laughs> so we start with a split screen. And on the top, we can see Diane at Bojack's house. And on the bottom of the screen, we can see Mr. Peanut Butter. And Diane's just doing her current Diane thing. She's asleep, surrounded by rubbish and all that kind of stuff. Mr. Peanut Butter's alarm goes off. It's merch of himself. It's awesome. Uh, we see Diane make a memo of herself. She has an idea for a Pixar movie. It's what a pizza box is thinking. So that's kind of the headspace she's in. And Mr. Peanut Butter's just going about his day, interviewing Lance Bass, who is a bass. Yep. Do you know who Lance Bass is? No. He was in InSync. Is he really a fish? No, he's a... Boring. Blonde dude with nice white teeth. Oh, he's actually an actor. That surprises me. Oh, he's in Kim Possible. And Gravity Falls. <laughs> Diane, we see her watching the show on Bojack's couch. She's making voice recordings about an app that would undo months of your life for Diane. Oh, uh, yeah, Mr. Peanut Butter's just going to parties, and he ends up sitting on the spot that she likes on his roof. Well, on the roof. Yeah, and then Bojack comes back to Diane, and we're all kind of caught up on what Diane's been doing. Yep, because it wasn't really much. Basically just her slobbing around, not having a great time. I thought you'd want to talk about the clock. <laughs> I want a clock like that. <laughs> <laughs> It's a clock of Mr. Peanut Butter? Yeah. That's the things I have to say about that. And then it wakes up and it's like, somebody loves you. Yeah, it's pretty cute. So then we play the credits. Rojak's asleep on his boat and Princess Carolyn wakes him up. He seems to have just decided to, like, smash his boat into his pool. Not sure how he got it up there or how he gets it down again when he sails later in the episode. Because the only access to the balcony is through the house, isn't it? I guess he just gets someone with a crane, but he also doesn't have a car anymore like you have to have the boat towed yeah uh, so he would need to hire a crane and like a tow person again pretty sure that the boat is just like rammed in into his pool right not just the deck yeah because the pool doesn't exist underneath the deck when we see a shot of his deck from underneath with the boat in it the boat is just like smashed through the wood of the deck and protruding out the bottom because there's no pool from the bottom which really bothers me. <laughs> yeah, that's confusing. Princess Carolyn wakes him up and she tells him that he has to go to an orphanage because... Because his parents are dead. <laughs> 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 Do you think that the crane driver is a crane? Probably. I don't know why Bojack Horseman won't give me jobs. <laughs> At Herb's funeral, Princess Carolyn asked Bojack what he wanted her to do with the residuals from horsing around, and he was just like, whatever, just give it to an orphanage or something. And he had enough to open a complete new orphanage. Which may be, like, the only orphanage in America, because orphanages don't really exist anymore. Yeah, so much to say on that, but not right now. Listen to the Dollop podcast on orphanages, that's really good. Yeah, so the two go to the orphanage. And Project meets some kids at the luncheon, and then they sing a song for him. This very long. The orphanage is run by a hedgehog who is Ricky Gervais? Yes, yes it is. I knew it. That's a good animal casting. Him as a hedgehog? Yeah. Because they're English? No, just because he looks a bit like a hedgehog. Oh, 
Okay. Bojack tells the orphans that this is the only thing good he's ever done and he did it by accident. And Bojack, he asks the question of how do people live every day? Yeah, he's basically just talking out loud about the feelings he's feeling and doesn't realise that it's kind of inappropriate to do that in front of a bunch of orphans. Do you stop being an orphan when you become an adult? I think after you turn 18, because I think it like refers to I don't have any guardians. Yeah, is it like a legal status? Yeah. Next we see the outside of a bar called Bert's and we see a little little bird fly out of a pram. Hmm. Cute. Is it the same? Yeah, I think it might be. It's the one that was getting vomited into the mouth of. That's nice. Yeah, good for it. Todd is meeting with Copernicus and Copernicus asked Todd to join him on the comedy cruise, the giggle ship. Copernicus is the fancy improv cat. He's not talking to, like, the historical figure. Yes, it's been a while since we've seen him. Who's he played by? I looked this up and now I have forgotten. One moment, please. He's played by Levi Schreiber. <laughs> That's how I'm going to say his name. I'm pretty sure his name is Lev Schreiber. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope he listens. I've forgotten the turtle's name again. Lenny. Okay, next we see Lenny's office. And Bojack and Lenny are there having a meeting. And Bojack apologizes about not being there to film the end of the movie. And it's fine, because they made a movie with the computer Bojack. Including this film, the the scenes he already filmed. They just cut him out of those and replaced him with a CGI Bojack. So Lenny invites him to go see the movie. So we'll go back to that later. We see Princess Carolyn and Ruta Vega at their new office. They're kind of planning where things will go. They move in in a week. And Princess Carolyn is really happy. And then Rutabaga's wife calls him. And it's really clear that he hasn't ended things with her. Ugh, what a dick. Then we see Todd stop by Bojack's house and pick up the things he needs to to take on the cruise with him. Basically all of his belongings. He did not expect to see Bojack. But Bojack is back in town. (laughs) Yeah, he's actually like cleaning up. Which is interesting character development. (laughs) Todd is hurt that Bojack didn't make it to his... What was it? To his show? Graduation. Yeah, to his graduation performance with the improv crew. But surely Todd also knows that Bojack basically just disappeared completely for two months. I feel like that's something that you would be much more forgiving about than if he didn't show up but was just home the whole time. Yeah, or went and did something else, like something intense clearly happened to Bojack if he, like, escaped for two months. In a lot of ways, it was him being generally inconsiderate because he did just leave literally all of the people who love him and, like, people he has responsibilities to to go and chase some dream that was kind of weird for him to have had anyway. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I guess my point is Todd doesn't know where Bojack's been for two months, so I feel like he should be, like more relieved that Bojack is alive. And that's Princess Carolyn sort of kept him in the loop. Not that she knows that much about what's going on. She's just like, he's in New Mexico and he's being a dipshit. (laughs) Is basically all you need to know about what happened anyway. Todd reminisces about the first night that he stayed at Bojack's place. And he talks about how they had pancakes and Bojack got angry at him and told him to leave and stuff. And Todd's really sad to leave the house. And as he's leaving, he tells Bojack that he fo- he hopes he can find a way to be happy. Huh. Only way he's going to be happy is when he finally snaps and goes and gets revenge by killing Charlotte's family to make her suffer. <laughs> Dear, ah, uh, pigs. <laughs> Next we see Princess Carolyn talking to Diane. She's telling her to get her shit together. 
and she offers her a job as a social media writer for Princess Carolyn's new clients. Good for her. And then we see the ship for the first time. The giggle ship. It's got two doors, one for people coming on land and one for people coming from the sea onto the ship. I was going to say that that's weird. Like, if you live in the sea, then why would you take a boat somewhere? But, like, we live on land and we take vehicles places that remain on land the whole time. So Mm. probably still quicker. Also, you get the experience of being on a cruise. But this is, like, the first time we've ever got a hint that the aquatic animal population does actually, or at least some of it, lives underwater. I thought about that a lot when I first saw it. And we do get a little bit more on that next season. Yeah. We've got a lot of good... It's it's from pretty far away, so they're very... There's not a lot of detail. But mm-hmm. there's a clam and a seahorse and an orca and a shrimp. There's a lobster and a crab, both of which have snippers instead of hands, which is good. They're keeping that consistent. Walrus, all kinds of good stuff. But also, a squid with a mouth. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> Did that one squid working behind the bar... Maybe, maybe they were just facing backwards... <laughs> Or maybe they're the only one. Or, no, my my personal pet theory for this is that the squid we see in the background getting on the boat has actually just drawn a mouth on their face. <laughs> the same way that, like, you might wear an eye patch, not because you need to protect your missing eye, but because you know that people find the fact that it's not there disturbing if they see it. Oh, yeah. They want to set people at ease by drawing on a mouth because they think that that will, like, stop people from thinking about the fact that they're talking out of a beak in their taint. Yeah. We'd only really thought about the fact that they would need to eat through it, but presumably they would talk through it as well. Yeah. If they wanted to, like, really try and fit in, they would ventriloquism. <laughs> and then draw their face on and you'd never know. You could have like a walkie-talkie stuffed in your underwear and then have the other walkie-talkie stuck to your face with a mouth drawn on it. Yeah, but then you'd see that. (laughs) No, it has a mouth drawn on it. You're not trying to convince people that you actually have a mouth on your face. You're just trying... (laughs) Like, everyone knows that squids have taint beaks. Uh, We find out that Todd gets his own, like, shitty room, but he's kind of excited about that because he was sleeping on a couch. And yeah, we find out he's not getting paid. He's just getting paid an experience. I think in this episode, you can't... There's not as many similar you can draw to Scientology like I feel like some of this is clearly taking a jab at improvisation culture I don't know a lot of it is definitely taking a jab at Scientology like they don't pay you to be in Scientology they steal all of your money yeah no but it's a religion you don't get paid to be a Catholic either (laughs) no but the Catholics don't make you work for them like if you're a if you're a priest, you get a salary. Yeah, but if you're, like, most of the female roles in the church don't get paid. What do you mean? Like, the people who run the charity shops, the people who organise the catering for, like, church services and stuff like that. I don't know. I feel like what Scientology does is worse, because there are people working, like, full-time hours who are just getting paid in room and board. Hush, hush. It's a made-up religion. Keep that on the down low. I don't want the Scientologists to come I mean, all me. of them are paid. <laughs> It's different levels. Yeah, Sarita's not getting paid and he's sleeping in a shitty room. And Copernicus tells him that he's staying in the same room and he just, like, the same type of room. And he just can imagine it to be whatever he wants. Like, a very lush room with a treasure chest. We see Princess Carolyn clearing out her her office space. She's got all of her stuff in her boxes and 
rutabaga comes in and they're planning to make a big hullabaloo exit and we walk out we see the office and everybody's crying and upset especially charlie because mr witherspoons has had a stroke but rutabaga makes a scene anyway talks about his dick or something and the two leave the office with their boxes and princess carolyn's like oh well we've burnt that bridge (laughs) back at the cruise todd sees brian being dragged away for not cleaning the floors properly see that's definitely a scientology thing okay like the whole forced manual labor if you've done something wrong and then like shaving your head and all that degradation stuff is something scientology actually does yeah. Honestly, this episode made me think that, like, maybe they are talking more about Scientology than improv. Okay. It could go both ways still. It's very clever. Because, like, comedy cruise ships where you don't get paid that well are a thing as well. Todd says he's going to go talk to Copernicus about it. And he goes to Copernicus's room. And we see that it's set up like his, but it has this, like, Wayne Brady poster on the wall, which is a very good reference. Is it? Yeah. Wayne Brady, he's on, um, he's, like, a very famous improviser. He's on oh. Whose Line Is It Anyway? That probably is a good joke then. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> and he finds a secret room behind the poster. And he also finds Copernicus's joke book that had a make jokes about butts it's really annoying because it's clearly got a readable blurb but it's just slightly too small for me to quite read it properly oh that's annoying like i paused it and like tried to zoom in but it's just like not quite high res enough for me to actually read it the only thing that i could like figure out kind of for sure is that i'm pretty sure like um the author's name is like meant to be a pun on hannah walt yeah i saw the picture and i was like that looks like Mm. the way her book set out i think so i guess we'll never know unless someone can zoom in better on their version of the episode <laughs> i just been um just having a quick google because i noticed when you like google the the episode sometimes it comes up with the uh little texts and stuff oh god no uh. what did you google did you google butt stuff or no i googled bojack out to sea and there was a picture of a scary nun <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> what? So you just googled Bojack out, out to, to sea. sea, and then I was doing a bit of scrolling, and there's a scary nut. So d- images. Yeah. When? How far down are you scrolling? Oh, like a couple of good scrolls. Whoop! No, wait. My bad. I actually spelt C S double E. Let okay. me try that again. <laughs> Although most things did still come up. Ah. This is Wait, scary that's a clown. Nun. What? No. I don't know. Maybe look at it again. No, that's a nun. Oh, no, it's there's a-, a clown as well. <laughs> Wait, where's the nun? Are you talking about this old man? The old man. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Are you talking about Ned Stark? <laughs> where's the- Oh, wow. Okay, yep. Wow, you scrolled out really far. There definitely is a scary nun. For me, the nun is above the clown and Ned Stark. That's really interesting. That means Google. That means Google's <laughs> algorithms thinks that you would be more interested in seeing a scary nun than I would. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, Why is Ned Stark there? What? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. 
Oh, why did we Google this? Because uh, I was trying to find the little text. But while we're talking about scary stuff, I just want to talk about what my brain's been doing this week. I've been having stress dreams and they're like, my brain takes like a scary horror movie. Like one night it took It and the other night it took the new movie Mother. And it was just like, I don't know what they're about. I have any, I've avoided the trailers, but my brain's just like, they're scary things. So I kept having <laughs> like my brain's just made up the scariest plot of this movie i can possibly think of huh. good going uh-huh. brain anyway ne- tonight it's gonna be the nun <laughs> i just google image search scary nun and that picture of a scary nun is the first result oh i thought it but would be if you scroll down far enough there is a picture of the book of jokes from this episode of bojack oh that's weird not, not really <laughs> oh okay <laughs> Imagine, though. <laughs> that was a well, good prank. it's a shame that there doesn't seem to be a picture of the book of jokes that's hilarious enough for us to read the thing, but you just got to see us be spooked by pictures <laughs> of scary nuns and clowns in real time. <laughs> so I hope that made up for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so Jesus. Todd realises that... <laughs> Copernicus is a fraud and then he like emerges from one of the many rooms and Todd gets dragged away by the bodyguards or they're like they're they're also improvisers some goons yeah goons that's the right word and he's taken to the yes and room <laughs> we jump back to the elevator where Rutabaga tries to kiss princess carolyn and she doesn't want to do that anymore I mean, she tells him. And Rutabaga asks if she can really afford to be so picky. Oh, I yeah, hate him. Since she's like 40. Yeah. And she is not impressed. No. She realizes that she's fine being alone and she tells him that. And she tells Rutabaga that he won't be working with her at her new company. Because she's the one who's got it's in her name. Yeah. Yeah, good for her. He says, but Carolyn. And she says... It's Princess Carolyn. And that was the first time I realised that he is the only person who just calls her Carolyn. Yeah. It's interesting that anyone shortens it down at all. Mm-hmm. Like, because no one does that with Mr. Peanut Butter. And, like, until now, it seems like the Princess Carolyn's name worked by the same convention. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. like, Rabidowitz calling her Carolyn instead of Princess Carolyn was probably sort of like him being, like, condescendingly familiar, maybe? Yeah, I think so. I suspect that she, like, told him not to do it the first couple of times he did it, but he just kept doing it, and eventually mm-hmm. she just, like, got used to it. Yeah. It feels like that kind of thing, like that that one guy who, like, insists on calling you by a nickname that he made up for you. That's never happened to me, but mm-hmm. Actually, no, it has. Is it me and Charlotte calling you Pinkle all the time? No, there was a couple of boys in high school that used to call me Winkleberry. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I know exactly how she feels. God, I hate Rutabaga. I think we're a bit unfair to him because we knew we hated him. Does that make sense? Like, when we first started talking about him, at least I was, I was like, ooh... I think that he had a lot of red flags at the beginning as well. It's definitely easier to tell that he's behaving in kind of a shitty manipulative way when you know that he eventually turns out to be shitty and manipulative, but Mm. I don't think we were unfair to him. Okay, that's good. He's a real dick. He's constructed in a way that means that he's charming enough that the first watch through you don't necessarily realise that he's also being a dick. Mm. Yes. Which is pretty true to life for a lot of people. Yes, it is. What a good show. (laughs) Bojack goes to see the film with Lenny, and he's really shocked that it was quite good. But he points out that it wasn't Secretariat, and it wasn't him. Also, it was dedicated in memory of Corduroy Jackson Jackson and Deborah's old face. Yes. (laughs) Uh, 
we meet Anna. Oh, I practiced her name. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a pastry. Okay. That's like one of those pastries with spinach in it. Oh. I think. Sounds good. I might be. No, I'm, I'm going to lay my cards on the table and say that I'm pretty sure she's humorously named after a food and I'm not being racist. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so Anna's going to get him an Oscar. That's her job. And they kind of talk about all the press and stuff that Bojack's going to have to do for the release of this movie. And she advises him to start running, doing the action of running, not running from her. That sounded like a spooky spooky horror movie thing. And then she turns into a scary nun. <laughs> yeah, the Spanakopita is definitely the minute pastry. I was right. Good. Well Hooray. Done. I had to be sure. And in this scene, we see the dogs that were way back in the first season that were eating the chocolate. No, not eating the chocolate. It'll literally yeah. kill me. Those yep. dogs. They get around. There's a bunch of background characters that just turn up everywhere. I yeah. Like it. Yeah, it's good. Where was the juicy otter? Squishy. Yeah. Where I, was I, the squishy, squishy otter at I, this screening? Huh? I, I looked for her on the ship as well when she wasn't there. Where was Tree Bike Beard Man? You know who <laughs> was on the ship, though? The fish wearing the Fish Happens shirt that had a hook stuck through his face in the hospital waiting room that time. Oh, cool. Or potentially it's a different fish wearing the same shirt. It's probably a very popular shirt for fish. Mm. So the next thing we see is Bojack driving the boat out to the giggle ship because he realises that he wants Todd back. It's beautiful. Some dolphins are swimming next to him, leaping out of the water in their business suits with their business cases. Briefcases, that's what those are called. (laughs) Is that a callback? To what? To when I mucked up the word briefcases. When was that? I don't know. On a podcast. Oh, you do? I thought you could, like, remember a specific time you'd done that. No, I've done it before. I, anyway, it doesn't matter. Have you? But did, did you once call briefcases business cases specifically? No, I, don't, I can't remember what I called them. I need to know now. Listen, it's right in. <laughs> I'll <laughs> just control F briefcases in my podcast folder. That's how podcasts work, right? Yeah. At the restaurant. The only restaurant we ever really see. Elephant. Yeah. Diane is meeting with Sextina Aquafina. She's back. I really like her outfit. She's wearing a bowler hat and like a pink crop top with a boob window and yellow lipstick (laughs) and like track pants. It's great. Yep. A boob window. Awesome. That's what they're called. Okay. On superhero costumes, at least. Those definitely exist in real garments that people wear in their day-to-day life. I wonder (laughs) if like the fashion official term for them is boob window. Or if they have like a better sounding one. I have a dress with a boob window. Sextina Aquafina tells her what she wants from her as her social media manager. And then she just leaves. She has a long list of demands. And then from across the bar, from across the dining room, Mr. Peanut Butter sees Diane at the restaurant. And he calls her. And we get Diane's ringtone. It's it's a cereal thing, right? Sarah Koenig from Cereal. It's done in the style of the way she starts the podcast. Good podcast joke. Oh, it's so good. And it's actually her as well. They put that in just for us. Yeah, didn't Ira Glass do one as well? Yeah. Diane's really into podcasts. Yeah, she is. Uh, yeah, so on the phone, Mr. Peanut Butter asks her where the batteries are. Then they talk about it. And he says that he thinks he just needs her here to help him go get batteries and that she should come home. They pretend that he thinks that she's still in Cordovia. Yeah. They both know that that they can see each other. It's really sweet. It's, it's, oh, it makes my heart melt. It's so beautiful. also quite sad. Yeah. But I think it's, it was a smart move for him to do. Oh, yeah. Like, just to, because he basically ensured that 
she would come back. Whereas if he got angry or shaken, like, it, I don't know, it's one of my favourite moments in this, this TV show because of the mixed feelings that it gives you. Then we jump back to the cruise where Todd is performing on stage and we see that he's gone from a level 8 to a level 2, which nice. is, again, a really Scientologist thing. Uh, Bojack bursts in and tells Todd that they need to leave and that he's been brainwashed and he needs to come back to him. We never find out what the Yes and Room actually is, do we? No, we don't. It's pity. Whatever it is, definitely works well. <laughs> Bojack tells Todd that he wants him to come back home with him. And they together they flee, and then they run into the... I've called them the Impro Cops, but they're goons. Goons is much better. <laughs> and they have an improv fight. But Bojack resolves it by bringing Todd back to life. Yep. Boop, boop, boop. That's what he does. So they jump onto Bojack's boat and Todd's like halfway down the ladder and Copernicus shows up and questions Todd on whether Bojack is really a friend of his because he does do a lot of mean stuff to him. And Bojack tells Todd the real story of the night. I don't know. That's what I've written down, but... He didn't remember the pancakes story when Todd brought it up the first time, and that was meant to be telling, and then this is Bojack suddenly remembering that, like, it wasn't pancakes, it was hash browns, and it was great. Yeah. It's him showing that he he does indeed cherish memories with Todd. And then he is much more declarative, and it's like, it, letting you stay with me is the only thing I, the only good thing I ever did on purpose. Yeah, and Copernicus can concedes. <laughs> I really like that, but he's like, if that was just all improv, that was great. Game <laughs> recognized game. <laughs> yeah, so Brojack and Todd drive off. Do you drive off in a ship, a boat? I guess. And Bojack gets a call from Princess Carolyn. Yeah, it turns out Jill Pill, the playwright that's been mentioned a couple of times, still wants to work with Bojack again. And yeah, we find out that they've worked together on another show before. Yeah. It's kind of a mystery. He still doesn't remember who she is until Prince Carolyn's like, she worked on the show that you were in, and he's like, horsing around. And she's like, no, the other show. With a capital O and a capital S, it sounds like. And he's like, oh, shit, Jill. I remember. Whoa. And then all of us watching it were like, what? What What are the show? Whoa. Can I confess something? Sure. I don't know what happens in season three. I've totally forgotten. <laughs> um, Bojack just straight up goes back to New Mexico and murders Charlotte's family in front of her. <laughs> <laughs> and then, ironically, starts dating a pig. <laughs> that's the end of the show. Uh, so that's a reference to something that I can't remember. So listeners, I'll be experiencing it like you are. And I think I've only Probably watched- Probably literally, because I think most of you have watched all of Bojack already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so we kind of presume that they go home and stuff happens. I don't know. I did not No, cut all that out. <laughs> cut all of that rumbling out. Or not rumbling, rambling. Rambling. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to ramble? <laughs> Grab in your podcast seatbelts. <laughs> uh, so next we see Bojack and Todd going to the, uh, the orphanage to drop off Herb's ashes, which they've got from Princess Carolyn, who's been carrying them around for almost the whole season. And they put them on a nice shelf, and they've renamed the orphanage after Herb. Sort of. Sort of. They got the name wrong. <laughs> he accidentally wrote Jerb in the email. Jerb. Because J and H are adjacent letters on the QWERTY keyboard layout. Yes. Uh, at the orphanage, Todd points out that 
Um, Herb would find it very funny that Bojack couldn't even do this right. I don't think Todd ever met Herb. No, he didn't, because he got kidnapped by those the two teens. And then he didn't go to the funeral either, because he was busy being Toad Chevet. He was in the car with Herb's ashes, but that's not the same as meeting that's... somebody. <laughs> <laughs> if you spend enough time with a jar of someone's ashes, you end up really feeling like you know them. <laughs> so grainy, that boy. <laughs> Oh, that reminds me. Todd, when he's packing his bag, he packs the bong that Diane Diane was smoking. Huh. So it was his bong. Interesting. Maybe he doesn't understand how drugs work and he thinks that just by carrying a bong around you get kind of high. Or maybe he just thinks it's his pretty artwork. That's why he's <laughs> taking it. What the hell has Diane been doing with my water pourer? <laughs> uh, so then we see Bojack going for a run uphill yeah. on his street. And he gets real puffed. He's having a rough time. And he lies down on the grass. And then we see the, uh, is it a baboon? I think he's a baboon. Some kind of simian gentleman. Yeah, he's like, he reminds me of Rafiki from The Lion King. That's racist. Sorry. But that's how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this guy, we don't get his name. Mr. Jog. Yeah, he's just credited as Jogger. But he says... It gets easier, but you have to do it every day. Beautiful. And it answers Bojack's question that he asked at the orphanage, which was... The question was, how do people do it? How do they live every day? Oh, okay. Did you want me to say that? Is that why you paused for so long? No, I had trouble finding the question. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The season begins with Bojack going for a run and having a really shit time and thinking running is bad. Yeah. So it's nice, kind of good, good cyclical, good, good TV show. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it is. Fuck. It's, it's really, I like the way they give you the second last and the second last episode is like, ooh, how is he going to pull himself out of this? And then the last episode is always like kind of uplifting. Yeah. Like, it's not like all his problems are solved, but he's like, he's working on it. Yeah. It gives you hope for the future. And yeah. then the next season starts and builds up to its huge tragedy. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the pattern, is that <laughs> it'll all just be him being shittier and shittier until it culminates in some kind of horrific event, and then the next episode is hope. Oh, yeah. And then it all begins again. <laughs> like, oh, maybe everything will be okay. And then the next season's like, hello, it's not. <laughs> Punch but, in the face, and then a nice pat. I mean, it's kind of got to do that until the show ends. Like, maybe they'll give him an ultimately happy ending and i assume that given that that's how all seasons of bojack end the final episode of the series will be something kind of uplifting Mm. like wow i know i just murdered charlotte and her whole family but not in that (laughs) order but i feel like everything's gonna be okay and then it'll end forever (laughs) like but they they could not like we can't have a season of bojack where everything's just fine the whole time because that's not compelling television. As long as the show exists, he has to be trapped in this horrific cycle. Giving you a little seed of the possibility of happiness for Bojack and just hope. I reckon that's enough to get people to come back for another season. Is it immoral for them to keep making the show season after season? Can't they just let him be happy? (laughs) (laughs) When are they going to do the big reveal that he's a communist? Is that what happens in season four? Maybe. (laughs) <laughs> I imagine if he did murder Charlotte, though. It would blow my fucking mind. Yeah. Like, imagine if Jesse220 turned out to really have their finger on the pulse. Maybe Jesse is 
actually Aaron Paul and he, he knows what's going to happen. <laughs> maybe. And he's seeding it. <laughs> maybe, maybe Jesse 220 is Raphael Bob Wakesburg. <laughs> <laughs> um, running does suck a lot. Yeah, it does. You do it way more than I do. I still barely do it. Like, I'm a person who, like, enjoys exercise, but I don't enjoy running. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard from a lot of people that it's, like, two weeks of running every day and then suddenly, like, you're over the hump and you just really enjoy it. Yeah, and apparently there's, like, a runner's high or something. Never experienced it, but... I'm no scientician, but (laughs) I think what happens is... When you first start running, your body is like, why? No, ow, ow, you're not even being chased. Stop. And like makes you hurt a whole bunch so that you'll stop doing it. But then if you like keep doing it through the pain, then eventually it's like, okay, fine, I guess we're fucking doing this. I may as well give us some drugs while we're doing it (laughs) and release us a bunch of serotonin or something so that we can, if we're going to do this, we may as well at least have it be sort of fun. Yeah. Should we murder a horse? No, the horse should murder the deer. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> uh, that wasn't as funny as I thought it would be. No, it's But let's good. finish the podcast anyway. Okay. <laughs> Once again, we're going to be reading Granville next week, and we're going to have a guest on the show, my friend Bonnie, and yours soon, listeners, and Paige. <gasps> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> she actually listens to the show, unlike Sherlock, so... <laughs> <laughs> You can like us on Facebook at Horse and Aloud, H-O-R-S-I-N apostrophe A-L-O-U-D, or follow us on Tumblr at horseandaloud.tumblr.com. And you can email us at horseandaloud at gmail.com, or you can tweet at us at horseandaloudpod. And if you like the show, why not rate or review it on iTunes, or just murder it in front of us to make us suffer for what we did to you. <laughs> I'm Jim DeSalis. I'm Paige Winkle. And until next time, suck, suck a, a dick, dick, dumb, dumb shits. shits.